Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. Cybersecurity came out in the top 10 threats facing global businesses. Fraudsters are using many sophisticated ways to steal your identity, your intellectual property or simply to extort money. One US business which is a leading light in this space is Threatlocker and they are opening their European headquarters in Blanchardstown in Dublin and I'm glad to say that Threatlocker's chief executive and co-founder Danny Jenkins is sitting in front of me. Good morning Danny. Good morning Joe. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about Threatlocker. So essentially we're an endpoint security tool so we help businesses protect themselves from malware and viruses and most importantly ransomware but we do it in a kind of reverse fashion in that instead of looking for the bad in the world we look for what's needed in your business and everything else is assumed to be bad. So essentially we trust nothing except what you need. And that takes away the risk of unknown ransomware or, or smart evading attackers bypassing your antivirus or your EDR. So you, it's a software as a service that people download from, from the cloud and that will protect them against all this malware and, and denial of service and all that stuff. Yes. And in addition to that, it gives companies control over what runs in their environment. So employees can't download games and other potential backdoors into the company. And it's something of a family affair. Yes. Yeah, so um, I actually co-founded ThreatLocker with um, my wife and her brother-in-law. Five years ago. Yeah. And she is from County Meath or she, County Cavan, County Meath. On ca- the border. Ca- County Meath, Kings Court, County Meath, she says. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so you set up the business in 2017. You have grown exponentially over the last two years or so. And now you're opening up in Blanchestown in West Dublin. Why Ireland? So, I mean, we really had a few choices when we were picking Europe. We wanted to pick somewhere that was very accessible to the rest of Europe, Mm. that we could bring uh, foreign speaking because we do have a lot of customers across Europe uh, in throughout ThreatLocker and we wanted to make sure we could employ foreign speaking Europeans, Mm -hmm. but also have them in the office. So really with... Uh, my wife's roots and the, she's also the COO of ThreatLocker and, and, and my previous history in Ireland and then it really came down to well we've got Ireland or we've got the UK the UK has made itself much less friendly for business purposes by leaving the single market by leaving the single market which really left Ireland as the only option so you're hiring 120 people which is not a small number given the kind of sophisticated nature of your business what kind of jobs are they so really they're ranging from solution engineers which are engineers that help onboard customers get their security right and businesses and through to sales uh, exec- uh, executives general and admin account management. And you've already started, you've had a soft launch, but the the dignitaries are arriving today, Danny, is that right? That's correct. So, uh, I mean, we we started hiring pre the office, Uh, COVID made everything remote, and it's it's pretty difficult to grow in a remote environment. So we we returned to the office in July 2021 in Florida for our... Fully back to the office, or or is there a hybrid? Uh, We're pretty much fully back to the office in, in the US. We have legacy staff who were were remote in different areas mm-hmm. but 90% of ThreatLocker staff remote work in the office. Because there is a debate isn't there Danny about whether you need to be physically close to your colleagues to bounce ideas off or whether you need to have the work-life balance. There is that debate though isn't there? So it, it's interesting because when we came back into the office everyone had gone from I want this work-life balance to I want this life work balance because I can't do this anymore at home <laughs> all day oh, with the I kids see. and uh, the kids family. and the noise and the interruptions and all that stuff but but the reality is as a fast-growing company from a company that's gone from 25 employees to 244 in two years it, you can't grow that fast if you're if you're not collaborating yeah. sitting next to each other you've got a product called zero trust it doesn't sound very friendly no <laughs> it's actually very easy it's but it essentially it, it's 
it learns what you need and then we trust nothing else. So it's 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 very friendly, not very friendly for hackers who want to run something in your environment though. And if you've got, you, you obviously need coders. Uh, do you outsource the coding or do you keep it in-house as much as you can? No, all, all Threat Locker coders work for Threat Locker. That, and most of our coding is done in the US. We do have, have some developers across Europe, but most of our developers are in the US and we keep it in-house because security code is very, very fickle and you need to make sure it's done right and you're collaborating and you understand the problems pro- correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from hiring your company, um, what should SMEs do to, to combat or think about cyber fraud so make sure you've got a good partner in cybersecurity. so we're a product and we're a tool and, and we work heavily through the managed IT community managed services providers if you're a small business you cannot understand cybersecurity yourself so make sure you have a good MSP who understands MSP uh, managed service provider so an IT provider that can help you if you're a larger company you may have a sophisticated internal security department but if you're an SME if you've got a couple of hundred employees or less you probably don't have the budget to build out a security department so work with an msp find someone who's got good credibility and ask them are they doing things in the standard frameworks like nist like cis like iso to protect you i don't know what half that means but uh, i'm they, they sound pretty important iso yeah it, it, it does cost money but have you come across com- too much complacency out there among small to medium-sized enterprises when it comes to cyber threats uh, absolutely it's it, everybody thinks that they're okay the big bad judgment small businesses make is they think nobody wants my data because uh, I'm small. I'm a local uh, welder or I'm a local accountant who yeah. cares about my data. The reality is they don't care about your data, but you do, and they can extort you for your data back. And th- I mean, think about this. Even if you're a five-employee business, how much would you pay if all of your customers' data was gone tomorrow? And they know that maybe you write a $100,000 check, a $100,000 check, 200000 500000 mm-hmm. Car dealers, we see attack a lot healthcare is a huge issue which you cannot which you cannot write off against your tax bill as well which is another interesting thing um best of luck is all i would say danny um you're hiring in blanchardstown that is the chief executive and co-founder of threat locker danny jenkins breakfast business with enterprise ireland on news talk